0: But there's so much bad news to talk about; it's unreal. The Dodgers are getting more and more aggressive towards uh, Arenado every day. Can you hear my dishwasher?
1: Welcome to Blake Street Banter, where one of us knows what the word banter means, the other two are just along for the ride. James, say hi. Hey, Kirk, say uh kirk is too busy saving doggy lives and raccoon lives out in california so he's not able to make it we had to kind of do an impromptu banter sesh here because shit is hitting the fan if you have not heard if you are on the outskirts the non-tender deadline was wednesday night and the rockies made moves in the worst kind of way what the fuck is going on james I have no idea.
0: The front office is a mess and it's, it's showing with the relationship with the fans right now. So.
1: What do you mean the front office is a mess? Our GM is talking to us every single day. Our owner is emailing us back. What do you mean? It's a mess.
0: They, yeah. So they, they hear us, but do they hear us? They definitely do not. They um, just continue to do whatever they want, which I understand that they're, so-called experts, um, but they've been losing year after year, making horrible decisions. Uh, Breidich has only made one positive move an entire career, which was the Hermann trade, right? Uh, everything else has been a wash or worse, just horrible deals. Um, Monfred is responding to fans, but uh, not in the way that you would hope ownership to be responding, right?
1: Yeah. His response is, I hear what you're saying. We are working our best up here to do what's best for you. Blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. Like what? Do-
0: it's it's like when you call customer service after you got food poisoning from going to Chipotle. <laughs> yeah, have to hear you, but <laughs> they're not going to help you.
1: Like, what do you want me to do with this? <laughs> like, I appreciate all the Rockies fans sending those emails and making your voice heard and all that good stuff. But in the end, what is it really going to do? It makes you feel a little bit better, but you know the owners not gonna say anything. Like, what do you expect from that? So, make your voices heard. Do your thing. However, cross your fingers for so, something to change because I don't think he's listening to this. Because this Mo- Monfort decided, Brightech decided to non-tender a few players. They tendered a bunch of players. We'll talk about that first. But they non-tendered
0: David Motherfucking Doll. Why? What are we doing? So, you know, you and I know what the word tendered means, but for anybody that doesn't know what that means, what's tendered, non-tendered mean?
1: So each year players are arbitration eligible, right? So basically they're under team control for like the first five, six years and they have to go through arbitration. And when they go to arbitration, they have to go in front of the board and say, this is what I'm worth or not. And then they agree with the, with the, with the ball club. Like this is what we should deserve. To get to that point though, the ball club must say, all right, here's, we're gonna tender a contract. Here's a preliminary contract. Do you wanna sign it? And so they have to do that by, what was that? December 1st, December 2nd of this year. They decided not to offer David Dahl an arbitration contract, arbitration eligible contract. So, which makes him automatically a free agent.
0: So in layman terms, tendered, non-tendered just means if you're tendered, you're offered a contract. If you're non-tendered, then you become a free agent, right?
1: Basically, you're signing a one-year contract in agreement with your ball club, if the right. ball club decides to give it to you.
0: So they non-tendered David David Dahl, which um is it's perplexing to say the least because the talent is obvious. Um, the injuries have been frustrating. So I can see arguments on either side, but I think that because of the injury history, signing him probably wouldn't have costed you an arm and a leg, and you still have that high ceiling. So why wouldn't you keep him in the organization?
1: First round draft pick, 2019 All-Star, 800 plus OPS when he's healthy. Dude is good when he's healthy, when he's doing what he's supposed to. And you were gonna pay (laughs) 2.5 million? Like ask any GM if you can get 800 OPS from a 26-year-old for $2.5 million. Like, that's like a no-brainer, right? So I did a quick little write-up on this, and so I started diving into what Breitich was saying. Basically, they said, I, we don't want to offer him because of his injuries. We're trying to cut payroll, and our outfield is super polluted, populated with ballplayers. And I broke it down a little bit, and basically... Dahl has a war of like 2.6 over the, his career, which is not very good compared to the other outfielders. You can look up at the up on our website, but it's not as good, but that's mainly based on his injury plagued seasons. He has been hurt every single year he's been with the Rockies, like in minors all the way to here. And that had to have been a huge part of it. However, as a huge Rockies fan, as a homegrown talent dude, like we love our love our people, David Dahl was gonna be 2.5 million-ish. Instead, we spent 2.3 on a backup catcher and Yairo, who has like a seven plus ERA. That's where I don't understand. If we're cutting costs, why are we cutting 1 million here and there as opposed to bringing 2 million in for a high caliber talent in David Dahl?
0: Right, it's just not efficient budget management. It's what it is, as uh, simple as that. Um, whoever's evaluating players in the Rockies organization, whether that's Brightech and the scouting team, or if Brightech is just straight up taking advice from scouts or something like that, whatever it is, it's broken, broken as hell. So, um, as we talk about these tendered things, you had a segment that you wanted to bring up.
1: Yeah. So with that little piece, David Dahl is the biggest news on the on the docket, right? So we're gonna play a little game called Big Mad or Little Mad. Basically, I want you to hear this name and if they got tendered or not and tell me if you're Big Mad or Little Mad and we'll mm-hmm. talk about it briefly and move on. So
0: Ryan McMahon tendered. He got a contract. Um definitely little mad. I that doesn't bother me. I like. Ryan.
1: Right. And he's probably gonna be our starting third baseman once they trade Notto. But Tony <laughs> oh, blast <blasphemy>. me. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't Knock on wood. <laughs> we need a reason to watch now, right? Tony Walters, big mad or little mad?
0: Uh, I'm big mad. Walters fan favorite. Defensively, he gives you some of the best play in the league. Offensively, yes, um, it's a hole. But as a backup catcher, I love Walters, uh, especially on the defensive side. So I'm big mad about that one.
1: Right. And I think the key word there was as a backup catcher. I don't know if they were able to figure out what a – backup catcher as a starter catcher would be worth but dude is a class act love him Cunt, just super cool clubhouse dude just brings everybody around and i am going to miss that swag man the all whites with the mustache and i'm just going to miss tony and the defense that he brings where elias doesn't is going to be greatly missed uh
0: walters uh single-handedly beat the cubs in the in one game playoff don't
1: you forget people don't you forget brightage Loyalty, my ass. Anyway,
0: I think he forgot.
1: <laughs> Elias Diaz, big mad or little mad. One point two million.
0: Um, because they did tender him, right? Yes. Uh, I guess I'm little mad. I don't have a problem with him, but I don't think it solves any of our problems. He
1: became our starter. He's our starter catcher going into as of right now. Yeah. right? So I'm big mad. I'm still mad that we spent one point two on him and not put that towards Dahl. Um. Big one, Rommel Tapia, big man, little man. He got tindered.
0: Uh, I'm definitely a little mad. Tapia led us an average in the COVID season. He's always been able to hit for average, and I like the swag. Mucho swagger.
1: Mucho swagger. Robert Stevenson, newly acquired from the Reds. They traded for him, and then they had to go to arbitration with him. They tendered him a contract, big man or little man.
0: Can you tell me more about him? Because I this is the first time I've heard his name.
1: So Robert Stevenson is a uh, pitcher from with the Reds organization. He was traded for for um, Hoffman, right? Yeah.
0: And uh, he starter or reliever?
1: He's a reliever. He is a right-handed reliever. He's had up and ups and downs in his career. Number one draft pick by Cincinnati, but his big breakout year was in 2019, where he had a 376 ERA. Um, He has the whip of 1.0 in that 81 strikeouts and 64 innings. Like he has the stuff, but he is an injury prone player. 18, 2018, he was injured. 2020, he was injured. Ups and downs the classic change of scenery is going to make us better type thing where it wasn't working with Hoffman. So
0: that's exactly what that sounds like. So um, I guess I'm a little mad just because I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's a big, big deal either direction. It's not a game changer, but
1: right. I really like Stevenson. He has a lot of upside and Hoffman. I like Hoffman. He'll do great. Big mad, little mad. Yairo Diaz, 1.1 million.
0: I think I'm big mad because the ERA suggests that um, he's just not going to stick it out and in, in mile high. Um, you like that he hits triple digits, but other than that, I don't like it.
1: 30 year old pitcher with seven plus ERA. I'm over it. I'm big mad. Um, these are probably pretty quick. Michael Givens, Daniel Bard, Antonio Zizatella. Uh,
0: definitely a little mad. I think we need those guys.
1: Yep add Kyle Freeland and John gray into that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: And then the other one that was non-tendered was Mr. Chi Chi, former first round 20 top, top 30, top 40 prospect.
0: Yeah. A little mad about this Chi Chi. I love the Moxie, but the guy just wasn't really a big league talent. He's a talented pitcher for sure, but he wasn't on the, on the, on the tier of a middle rotation guy, league average Chi-Chi just wasn't that, and he never was that consistent. Sometimes he'd give you a good, good outing. And then other times he'd give up 10 in the first. So um, it is what it is. Chi-Chi, thanks for the service.
1: Yeah. Injury plagued, just never got it figured out again. Hopefully that changes scenery
0: somewhere else. Might Love the moxie though. Out. Love the moxie.
1: Yeah. He was, he was, he's fun. Um, and that's it. Like those are the non-tenders obviously, we're little mad majority, but big mad on a few ones. And I think we should be big mad about Tony and David. I'm, I'm just upset, man. I'm just kind of sad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, your point about signing Jairo but not Dahl um, just doesn't make a lot of sense to me.
1: And we're going to end it with this. As Rockies fans, we know that every single year it's just part of the offseason. Where is Nato going to be traded to? We've heard it for the last four or five years, and it's annoying. It's super annoying. We're sick of it. Dodgers are interested. No shit. The Red Sox are interested. No shit. The Yankees are interested in Nato. No shit. Who isn't interested in Nato? Like, why do we have to keep putting this headline out there? Rockies fans, we get it. Let's put it out there. It's clickbait, all that. Honestly, sick and tired of hearing it. Do any of these trade rumors have any weight?
0: Uh, Unfortunately, they do because our GM doesn't help. Uh, get on the same page with players so anybody with a pulse is interested in 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 Arenado for sure but now we have rumors coming from Cincinnati that they're trying to uh, leverage a trade for uh, Trevor Story Um, so it appears word has got out that Bright Edge can be um, for lack of a better term um, taken advantage of and so I think some other front offices are jumping on this Uh, but in regards to Natto and the Dodgers specifically. Um, just yesterday, December 3rd, um, Breidich was reported as saying that there's nothing to discuss when he was asked about uh, communication between himself and Arenado. So um, the Dodgers fans had a write-up on this and the headline of it um, from Andrew uh, Weenrib. I think I'm, I'm definitely saying that wrong. Um, on dodgersway.com. The headline says, Rocky's GM latest Nolan Arenado update is music to our, air, music to our ears. So, um, you know, they're using that as, as motivation. Um, and um, Nato has said the same thing, that nothing, nothing has changed. And so we know that relationship is soured and probably past salvageable. But now the more troubling thing, not more troubling, but equally as troubling is Cincinnati uh, going after Trevor Story. So I don't know what merit there is in that, but if Nato and Story get traded, it, it's going to be hard to, <laughs> to tune into a game. I mean, um, as a fan, you, you feel you feel stranded um, and deserted by, by your front office because they obviously don't care about winning or care about you as a fan.
1: It sucks, man. Like, everything that's happened, we always come back to – we can still watch the left side of our infield. Defensively, offensively, like we still have something to show up for. And with this incompetence that is being shown right now by the front office, I am saying that because you have yet to show us any reason that we should show up to the field next year. What have you done to make us feel better? Like not even not, just what about the fans? Like there's a lot of fans ready to jump ship. Mariners, what, what is up? We might become a Mariners podcast here soon. But it's like once you get rid of all these fan favorites, thank you for signing them to all these big contracts and letting us watch them. But what are you doing now? Like, where are we going? Just talk to us. Like, let, let us know that the Dodgers aren't getting an auto or they might like, there's nothing to discuss my ass. Keep us informed. Like, what are we, what are you doing, man?
0: Yeah. I mean, as fans, we were, we were down this road with down on for a long time. Um, and so it's just, Unfortunately, nothing new. We, we gave Breidich the benefit of the doubt the first couple of years. And then um, clearly his, I mean, just empirically, you can see the deals that he's made and it just hasn't worked out. So we're over it. Um, a lot of fans are apathetic and that's, that's never fun to see. Um, one thing that I'm thinking of, and this is outside the box thought is that with these non-tenders and these rumors and all of these things, you think, okay, what's the end game? For the Rockies front office. Well, it would be some type of, um, not rebuild, but um, something higher than that. Uh, so you have money now freed up from those horrible reliever deals that you can go after some of these free agents, like um, uh, Real Muto, catching uh, um, all different kinds of free agents out there. We could potentially bring them in, but historically, we know that the Rockies Uh, love veteran contracts they love minor league contracts they don't like the big splash so i'm hoping they make a splash but it's been so cold and historically we know that that's not what the rockies do so hope is low apathy is high i
1: like that the uh to be fair i'm gonna give this site the entire free agent market is very quiet right now like the only one that's doing anything is mr cohen out in new york he's the only one that signed any free agents. Um, there are still a lot of big dogs on, on campus waiting for a job. Um, but like you said, it's not the Rockies MO to go out and sign it. We have so much money tied up in Nado, Chuck and story. God, I hope they extend him, but what are we going to do? How do we get these big name contracts? How do we become a destination for a free agent hitter? And I was just talking to a buddy. He's like, he pretty much said everything you said, let's just blow it up, fill up the farm system with pitching and, work our way to have a lineup that players want to come to so when the the next bryce harper becomes a free agent he wants to show up when real muto is the free agent he's like you know what rockies are one of my top five teams because i can go do damage there but again we're signing out out of their element old heads murphy's and desmond's and to these big contracts that aren't working out. So when can we stop with the 35 year olds and get the 26, 27 year olds in their prime to come sign with us? Like you have Nato and story and Chuck, like why isn't there somebody else that wants to come here other than Daniel Murphy type players?
0: Yeah. So when you were looking at the other players around the league that were non-tendered it is a huge list. So it, it makes me feel like it's a, it's a league wide thing that people are trying to save money from the losses from COVID probably. Um, But you know, going back, the Rockies, they're never, yeah, they're never going to make the splash. They're never going to be the Dodgers or the big market clubs that go out and spend buku bucks for these players. You have to build from within. And we did a good job of that early in the, in the two thousands. It looked like it was coming back a little bit the last couple of years, but um, you know, it's just, there's such a striking difference between a competent front office versus one that's not because, I always go back to the Tampa Bay Rays. They have probably the greatest front office ever because they're a small market team amongst two gigantic clubs in the league. And they find a way to not only compete, but go to World Series. And what what are they doing? Are they signing big free agents? I mean, here and there, they're getting veteran guys, but they're scouting, they're drafting, they're doing the things front offices, offices should be doing. And we, we just seem we can never do that. And it's that's the most frustrating part.
1: And that's where I think it's bigger than Breitich and Monfort. It's everybody under them. Like, what is everybody else doing? Like, why aren't we developing these players down below to be where they are up top? Like, we have a lot of homegrown talent. I think our entire roster is almost homegrown, like majority of it is. And so like, there's something there. But none of those players are taking steps forward and just being absolute studs. And there's something lost there in that middle ground in those minors in the scouting departments. And like, why are we missing out on so many first round draft picks? And it's hard to take in, man. Like we are fans for a reason. Like I'm a fan because in 1993 baseball team near me became in Denver, went to the first game. I was at mile high. And like, I am diehard, hard. Through and through but at a certain point like you still got to make me happy man i gotta be selfish as a fan i need to be happy and right now i'm not because we are in dire states man it's ridiculous like where we are as a franchise arguably the worst front office you can say yes we are the worst front office we're not doing anything to make me happy fan so what am i doing other than showing up for the rock rooftop bar for half off drinks before a game
0: like Yeah. And I think Monfred a couple of years back was getting some flack about not being successful. And he basically sent out an email that said, it it doesn't really matter. Fans are going to show up no matter what. So I don't, I don't know what it's going to take uh, to get the message through because, you know, unhappiness, apathy, all of that stuff only goes so far. They only care about money is what it is. So um, maybe if, if fans don't show up, if um, fans don't spend money on merchandise, all that stuff, then you start actually hitting it where it hurts and then people got to reevaluate some stuff because right now, um, you know, general apathy and and attitude towards management isn't doing it as fans. So they just shrug it off because they know they're going to make their money anyway. Yes, they
1: will because they have the nonchalant baseball fan. What am I doing on a Friday night type people that don't know this? Like they're just going out for a good time. They're going to show up to the ball field because they get in cheap and have cheap drinks and have a good time. There's there's, There's no better place than Coors Field. I'm not going to argue that it's for us. Like the involved fans us knowledgeable fans of the Rockies is where it absolutely sucks. But my mama, she's still going to watch the Rockies. Like she doesn't know about this David doll thing. She doesn't know about not not being happy. She's still going to sit down and watch. But for me, I'm at the point where I might need to find a new fan base. Like it's very, very frustrating.
0: I mean, I'll, I'll always be a Rockies fan. Number one, but it's just, it's just really frustrating and it's painful.
1: And I think we just speak for all of Rocky's nation with that, like apathy galore right now. So this sucks. Big mad, little mad. I would say I am big mad at this moment.
0: All right. So let's wrap up here. And I just want to know curious, uh, what was your favorite part of last season of the COVID season?
1: I mean, you got to go with Daniel Bard, comeback player of the year. Um, I was a huge fan of Tapia's emergence. Like him, I still every time I saw the the team shift to the right side, Tapia would just do a little blooper to the left side, left field and get on first. And he's somebody you have to worry about. I he's been a fan favorite forever. Like he's like everybody loves Mucho Swagger. Like he is the man. He has been the man, has been the next up-and-coming dude, and he finally broke out last year. And I am I would say him, and then obviously the Puente story, I'm on record for that, but Tapia, man, mucho swagger.
0: Yeah, um, Fuente's being our best player the last two months was uh, unexpected, and it was a little bit of fun, even though we're losing. Um, but I think my favorite part was an ex-Rocky, a guy that's not with us anymore, but Tyler Maxick, who um, – came up with us, was a first-round draft pick, and then he got the yips um, and basically fell out of baseball. And then um, he's he came back with Atlanta in their bullpen last season and was uh, a stud. Um, so it was really good to see him back and successful in the big league. So kind of same same thing as the Daniel Bard story, but... little less known, right? And <clears throat> And the Braves were actually good, so if Matzik was getting some meaningful bullpen innings
1: right yeah that is really cool i think it's it's fun to follow x rockies and i think wherever Dahl goes and tony goes i'm definitely going to be checking in on them checking in on their stats and their teams and see how they're doing and i think Matsick is one of those guys too you just love those stories like
0: perseverance is great i do have a hypothetical question oh say uh nato does get traded don't want it to happen but it could and then Arenado goes into the media somewhat, um, somewhat the same way Tulowitzki did, where it kind of bashed Colorado, and the fans turned against him. Do you think that you would still be a Nato fan, or do you think the fan base would be would be both pissed off at the front office for trading him, and then also pissed off at Arenado for for bad mouthing the organization?
1: That is a fun hypothetical. I, me personally, I would understand where Nado is coming from. I would fully support Arenado attacking the front office uh, because honestly, we just got done doing it. So he sees it from you know the players' perspective in a whole different light behind the scenes, and he's got to be super big mad, right? Like big, big mad. And I'm all for grievances, air it out, put it out there. Um, I don't see that in Nado's nature though. He is usually on the up and up, take the high road pretty much all the time, but. Yeah, fuck the front office. Agree with Nado.
0: I think if he just kept it to the front office, it'd be fine. But if it went into something else relative to Colorado or Rockies fans or something like that, then you could see tides turn. But anyway. Yeah, but
1: he, he has no. He would never do that.
0: He loves no, I don't think
1: so. He loves us. He love Nado. God damn it, Nado, stay here. Are we Rockies fans if he gets traded to the Dodgers?
0: <laughs> yes. I'm still, a Rockies fan, and I it's going to be harder for me to. I, hope he's... I don't know, I don't even want to think about it. Dude. <laughs> all right, one of us knows what the word
1: banter means, the other two are just along for the ride. Kirk will be back soon once he saves more lives. Please subscribe, share, all of that good stuff. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, we're on Facebook too for all the old heads. Love the support, be good, do good. Let's go, go, rocks.